welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Okay, today's going to be a little bit different, so have patience and grace with me, but this past, this past week, Sarah and I went to go be, as she said, with the extended tribe, the extended family at the Vineyard National Conference. They held it this year in Dayton, Ohio. It was just such a blessing. We had a huge crew. If you went, would you raise your hand? There were like 20 of us who went. Look at that, you guys. So good. And um, also, I wanted to... Uh, uh, welcome. We didn't, we didn't mention, but I wanted to mention that um, we have a dear friend here with us from Atlanta, Mike O'Brien, who teaches the, yep. You guys may be familiar. Mike's led worship here and taught here and led some worship initiatives with us. And his wife, Sue, has done some spiritual formation stuff here with us. But Mike oversees the Vineyard School of Worship and is busy, busy. So he's grateful to have a, uh, some time with family this week. And he won't be headed out to Denver for the, for the next week. They're doing two sets, uh, east and west. But Mike, Mike gets a little break. Doesn't have to go to Denver, so that's good. But welcome, Mike. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for all that you do for worship in the, in the tribe. We're just super grateful for you. And you know, Mike had a word, uh, a prophetic word for our church probably three, maybe three years ago that I believe that we're still um, journeying in and it's for years to come about our church being a church who reaches in, not that pulls away from culture, but that reaches in and just sees the lost saved by the power of Jesus. And it's just really powerful uh, word for us. And today, that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to experience God's presence together. If there's one thing that we picked up from the uh, conference last week is this thing that the church has prayed for thousands of years, but that we're finding fresh at Vineyard Cleveland and in the Vineyard Movement, and it's the prayer simply of come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. And seeing the Holy Spirit's activity in our lives personally and in our families, in our kids' lives, in the lives of our neighbors and in our coworkers, we want to see the kingdom of God come. We want to see the Holy Spirit come, not just that we know about God, right, but that we have an experience of God that is bubbling up from within us. And so I wanted to share, I don't know how really this is going to go today. Um, we're going to do some waiting on God and seeing what he would want to do. It's his church. This is Jesus' church. You guys aren't here to hear some smart guy give a talk about theology. We're here to encounter the living presence of God. And I thought, how kind of the Lord to set this whole thing up. Check it out, guys. This is our scripture for today that I was going to preach on before the Lord said, don't preach on it. (laughs) This is Romans 12. And it's four, verses four through eight. I'm gonna read it in the message version, then I'll go back and read it in the NIV. In this way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? 
So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we are made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. If you preach, just preach God's message, nothing else. Hold me to it, church. Need you. If you help, just help. Don't take over. If you teach, stick to your teaching. If you give encouraging guidance, be careful that you don't get bossy. If you're put in charge, don't manipulate. If you're called to give aid to people in distress, keep your eyes open and be quick to respond. If you work with the disadvantaged, don't let yourself get irritated with them or depressed by them. Keep a smile on your face. So good. Here it is in the NIV one more time. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So good. So good. And we saw this modeled this past week at the conference. And I wanted you to hear stories because we are a body. We are a community. You know, the Christian life was not meant to be lived alone. And the pattern of this world, what we're talking about through Romans, Romans 12, is this pattern of isolationism, of tribalism, and individualism. And the pattern that Christ is giving us through the Apostle Paul here is one of community. That we're better together. That we're meant to do life in community with one another. You're meant to use your gift. You're meant to fly as far as you can fly. The church does a huge disservice when they put a ceiling on people's gifts. The church is not just the building. The church is the people who inhabit the building. And here at Vineyard Cleveland, we believe that for each one of us, that we play a role in seeing the kingdom of God, the rule and the reign of of Jesus ushered in to not just our church, but to our communities, our school systems, and our city. You have a part to play in the reshaping of the narrative, of the story of the city of Cleveland. It's not a closed canon out there. The final song of the city of Cleveland has not yet been written. But yet, so often we go about our days like that, like the world outside is so difficult to change and the canon is closed, which is a pretty pathetic way to view our kids if you put it in that context. You see what I'm saying? How dare we? How dare we throw that on our kids that the canon is closed and the world's too difficult to change? 
The world's not difficult to change. The church is difficult to change. We're stubborn people. And Jesus is grabbing hold of our hearts here at Vineyard Cleveland and using us. He's changing. Remember we talked about the renewing of our minds. He transforms us. He renews our minds so that we can make a difference, so that we can see people the way that he sees them, the way that Jesus sees people, loved, cherished, and adored, each one playing a role in ushering in the kingdom of God. And we had some stories this past week that were just that. And I'm hoping, what my hope is, is that some of the stuff that we experienced last week, that we would experience fresh here this morning. The things of the Holy Spirit weren't just for back then. The things of the Holy Spirit aren't just for those people over there. The Holy Spirit is for us today. And I believe that God's going to come in the middle of these stories and just bless us and encourage us. And so I wanted to open up the mic a little bit this morning to folks who were at the conference last week. If you had a story um, that you wanted to share this morning. Sherry, would you, sh- would you share yours first? Oh, you guys aren't even ready for this. You're not even ready for this. Ah, oh, so good. This is Sherry Peach. Whoop, whoop, yeah. So about more than 20 years ago, I injured my, both of my Achilles tendons. And the, whatever they were going to do to fix it, I, didn't, I felt really nervous about, so I didn't do anything about it. And we had home group at the time. We prayed and prayed for my feet. My left foot was healed. My right foot was not. And I felt like God was saying, people say that faith has something to do with it. God is the one with the faith. And I clearly had enough faith for the one, but not the other. Um, one of the nights there, I started to feel tingling in my foot. And I told Richard, I said, I think God's healing my right foot. But there was no, there's really no way to test because all of my shoes were picked so that it wouldn't bother my foot. So um, last night we went out and um, looked for shoes because I need shoes for the new school year. And I tried shoes on that would have normally bothered my foot. And I said, I, I, my foot was healed. I can hey. actually pick any shoe I want. So it was... I was literally standing in Dillard's crying because I can actually pick any shoe that I want. I don't even know how to pick shoes now because I can just look at what I want. Um, we then went to Walmart and I said, oh, let's try on shoes here and see. <laughs> I went and tried on shoes there and it didn't bother my foot. So praise God, my foot's healed and yeah. I can now wear so different good. shoes. Amen. You said it was 20 years ago, right? How, you guys, how kind of the Lord, right? And that it's not about our faith, but it's about God's timing, that God is the one who heals. Yeah. And what about the people, the, tell the clerks, oh, yeah. that, were they? <laughs> so, I, so I was trying on the shoe and I said this one, I said, God's healed my foot, I can now wear this kind of shoe. And she looks at me and she goes, it has a really good arch support. And I said, no, 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 it's not that. My foot was healed, I wouldn't have been able to wear this before, now I can wear that shoe. She just backed away, and she goes, oh, okay, sure, sure. And then she asked somebody else to work with us. So. <laughs> she, like, didn't know where to put no, that. She yeah. She didn't know what shoebox to put that one in. That's the way God is. That's the way the Holy Spirit is. Okay, who else wanted to share? Yeah, come on. This is Jen. 
morning. Um, I didn't have a story quite like that, but um, I just felt like I had some things, just a couple things to share that were not only for me this week and the people that were there, but for everybody here. Um, I know for me, you know, the theme of the conference was Come Holy Spirit, and for me personally, you know, the Holy Spirit really encountered me in ways that I've never experienced before, um, you know, with physical things in my body, like my hand shaking, you know, just overcome with weeping, and I really feel like that's for everybody, just like Eben's been talking about. It's, you know, it's not just because we were at this conference. He wants to do that here, and I believe that he's going to do new things in you guys. Um, you know, he's going to show you that, and I just encourage you not to be afraid of that and to just let him come and to do that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to share was one of the speakers just talked about, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes, kind of two things, two W's, waiting and waves. And so, you know, he talked about how when the disciples were told to wait for the Holy Spirit, that's what they had to do. They didn't know when it was going to happen. They just had to wait. And that's what he calls us to do, too. And, um, and I just want to encourage you, when you're praying for somebody else or, you know, when you're just in a gathering like this, to really wait on him right and just make space for him to come. Yeah, why don't we do that right now? And then I just feel like there's, like... Um, there's power on it for now. And can I say something? Well, yep, and then, yep. and also in that waiting are the waves. And um, the speaker talked about how, you know, you're waiting and you might hear something from the Lord and you pray for them. And then, and you think, okay, like I prayed for the thing and it's time to move on, but it's not, it's not done. Like he wants to do more and there's waves that will come of the Holy Spirit. You know, he wants to go deeper. And so you wait and it might feel awkward, but you wait and then, you know, the Holy Spirit might bring more to mind. And then you wait again and it might be a long thing, but the Holy Spirit wants to keep moving. And so I just really want to encourage people to, to do that today, to wait and just experience his presence, whatever yeah. that looks yeah. like. Yeah, I was just feeling that right now. You know, like I was like, oh, my gosh, it's happening right now. Right. But feeling, do you right. guys feel that? Yeah. As she's given the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Um, let's just wait on the Lord. Can we do that? Just take a moment. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, come, Lord. Right across the room. Just come. Maybe if you're sensing, whenever you sense the Holy Spirit, maybe just put up your hand. If you sense kind of like a wave like she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Four, five, six, seven. More. More. Eight, nine, ten. More of your presence. We welcome you, Lord. Climbed over chairs to get to pray for them, and we knew that the person had suffered with depression for a long time. And there were like five people praying, and um, and something was broken. And afterwards, the person. We saw the person, they said, I looked in the mirror, and I saw myself for the first time in three years. Uh, Something that lasted for three years. So good. The other thing that was cool about that, which is kind of something, I think the way God has, has worked in our movement, is, you know, this, our hearts afterwards felt so knit to this person. Yeah. And, you know, people aren't projects, Right. God gives us his heart for them, and then he works through us and brings blessing, and you're just so, so thankful. And um, anyway, that's it. So good. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) 
Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to share while we were uh, just sitting and waiting a moment ago, um, and just listening, I was just looking out into the center of the room and um, just felt like I saw like the spirit like settling. And uh, we, uh, our church kind of has a thing with the Holy Spirit and birds right now. I don't know if you're aware, but um, the wild goose, we've talked about the wild goose. And uh, at, at uh, Billy and Mai's apartment, we have this robin who's been nesting on our front porch. And every once in a while, she just comes and she settles in the nest and she just like wiggles her butt down. And, um, but so I just felt like I was like settling and just that um, the Lord is <laughs> like, cause the, the Lord can come, he can come in waves and he can visit. And not that I think he ever wants to leave us, but yeah. there's just a sense that he, he wants to settle here and he is settling here yeah. with us. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's a word for that's our church. Good. Thank you. Come, Lord. Settle. Settle in this room, Lord. Yeah, his, his presence and his power are multiplied when we're knit together in community. This thing of seeing these gifts that are given by Jesus, I mean, straight from Jesus, such a real thing, giving you this gift and actually changing who you are is a very real thing for the encouragement of not just our church, but for the city outside. Listen to what Paul says. We have different gifts. You don't have to be me. You don't have to be like your favorite superstar, celebrity, TV minister. You get to be you. And that's just such a blessing. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, prophesy in accordance with your faith. You just saw that modeled, right? That the Holy Spirit wants to settle. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. My mom came to, to worship with us. It was only in Dayton. They li- my mom and dad live in Mount Vernon, and so they came in for the morning session to, to see Sarah lead. And... As we were worshiping, there's this song that the Vineyard has just released. It's a beautiful song um, that friends of ours have written called God of Our Mothers and Fathers. And the day before, uh, Luca had gone with all the middle school. This is what you missed out on. So next year, you have to go because all of the middle school and high school kids went to Kings Island. It was super fun for them. They loved it. They loved it. And Jen chaperoned. (laughs) Taking one for the team there. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. And, and they just had a blast. But Luca came back and woke up in the morning. And just from, it was his first time like riding roller coasters and everything. And he just woke up with severe back pain and neck pain. He was just in a lot of pain. And so during worship, our friend Julie was leading the song, God of Our Mothers and Fathers. And Luca just looks up at me, and he's like, I'm in a lot of pain, Dad. Like, his back was just killing him. His neck was just killing him from the amusement park. And so I was just like, well, let's, let's just pray. And so I put my hand on, his, on my son's back, and I just began to pray. And um, Julie's leading the song. And then my mom 
comes along from the other side and puts her hand on his back. It was a significant moment in our lives. This moment we're singing, God of our mothers and fathers, come be our God. And my mom is like blessing Luca as well. So we're praying for him and we get done and Luca goes like this. After he gets done praying, he's like, it's like, it's all better. All the pain left his back. And I thought, yeah, it's really good. Really kind. Again, really kind of the Lord, right? Because it wasn't like, like Luca wasn't in a car accident. It wasn't like some like, like tragic thing that happened to him. He was riding roller coasters. He was having fun. And the Lord saw him and said, yeah, like what's troubling you? Your back is troubling you, Luca? Okay, let's, let's just like work and, and move the, remove the pain from your back. I just thought that was so kind of the Lord. That he cares about little stuff like that in our lives, you know? Does anyone else have a story they'd like to share? Nita? Did somebody else raise their hand? Katie? You're next. Then Tammy. Okay, so this is Nita. Before the conference, there's like this 40 days of fasting and praying. And as you can tell, I don't fast. But I did pray. Um, and um, so the whole time of the 40 days, I was praying that God would give me joy. And most of you know why. Just a second. So he didn't. But um, over the whole week, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and my best. This, my bestie, she came and prayed with me a lot and several other young, sweet ladies and some not quite so young <laughs> prayed with me. And um, just like God did a lot of things and got a lot of junk out. And um, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes we want one thing. We want joy or we want God to give us some kind of financial breakthrough or fix our marriage or um, fix our kid or give us a perfect job. But God doesn't always give us what we want, He, but he always gives us what we need. And um, when we pray, and it's a good thing too because sometimes when we pray, we ask for selfish things instead of what we need. So that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Uh, one of the most impactful times for me this past week was um, seeing a couple of the women who were serving us in um, leading worship and a woman who spoke at one of the side meetings I went to. And I don't know these two particular women very well, but I know parts of their stories, and they have been through significant losses in the recent years, and it just broke my heart and just gave me so much, like, you know, love and, like, pride for them, seeing them, like, up there using their gifts for the Lord, knowing what they had been through and knowing that 
we all have just our stories and our things that we're going through, and we're all trying just to figure out how to keep our eyes on Jesus in the midst of that all. And to that end, one of the speakers was talking about how um, the disciples, when they got in the boat after feeding the 5,000, like, Jesus knew full well that it was going to be a little choppy on the water, but Jesus never calls us out into danger. He calls us into the storm. So when he called Peter out to walk on the water, he wasn't calling him into danger. He was calling him to intimacy with himself. And that was one of Peter's most intimate moments with Jesus in his life when he could take Jesus' hand and walk on the water with him. And so I just I felt this morning that there are people who you feel like you're in the storm and you don't see Jesus, and Jesus isn't calling you into danger. He's calling you to intimacy with him. Katie, would you be available to pray for folks in a little bit? Yeah. So I wanted to share one of Teresa's stories. My daughter, Teresa, she gave me permission. She wanted you guys to know the story, but she doesn't like to talk. Oh, this is the best. Oh, it's actually not even the one that you're thinking about. She had two great stories. She had two great stories. Um, But the one I really feel led to share right now. um, So on the first night, the, the youth just had an amazing week. On the first, yeah, it was the Holy Spirit came and it was just on fire. But so the first night they do this like dance off. Okay, and of course, Thomas is in the dance-off, not Teresa. So he goes and he has a great time. The next morning, um, Teresa's sitting there, and this kid in front of her is kind of talking to her a little bit. And he says, yeah, you know that kid who did the worm in the dance-off last night? Look what he did to my finger. He smashed my finger. I'm going to find that kid, and he's going to pay for what he did. And Teresa's like, well, that kid is my brother, and you need to shut your mouth. So, <laughs> so welcome to Vineyard Youth. It was just super, <laughs> super godly, right? Um, so, uh, so, uh, Putty comes and he gives a talk and, and they invite the Holy Spirit and they're like, um, if you're feeling these certain sensations, like tell us and like the Lord is calling on you to pray for people. And Teresa doesn't pray out loud, but like she knew that the Holy Spirit had his hand on her. And so she came forward to pray for people and they're like, um, so the leaders are matching people up. And so, you know who the first person is she has to pray for (laughs) is this kid. Um, and she's like, all right, well, let's just do that. And this is Teresa's like first time really praying out loud. And, um, so she asks him like on a scale from one to 10, what's your pain? He says, it's an eight. She says, she kind of eye rollingly prays for him (laughs) and his pain goes from an eight to a two. And so now she's paying attention and she prays for him again and the swelling goes down and the pain goes down to a zero, and he had full uh, motion with his finger again. Ah, so good. Yeah. But as I was, just now, as I was just asking the Lord if I should share anything, I felt like our lesson in that is, are you willing to pray for the person you don't want to pray for? Because if you want the presence of the Holy Spirit to come, you've got to let Jesus choose when and where and how it's going to happen. And it's so likely that he's going to call on you to pray blessing over exactly the person that you are not super interested in praying for blessing for. So like, if that's a word for you, I would love to pray for you or better yet, just go start praying for that person that you don't like.
Awesome. So good. So if that's you, Tammy, will you be on hand to like, okay. Hey, Michael, come on, man. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's wonderful being here, seeing this beautiful family worship. So I was at the conference as well, and I'm from a vineyard church in Atlanta. Um, So there's something I felt like there's a story that's a little unexpected that I want to share with you. And uh, this big-time preacher, evangelist guy named Mike Pilavachi spoke at the conference. And he's famous and (laughs) awesome and anointed and gifted. And he preached for an hour, and people laughed and were transformed. And ministry time was happening. We were praying for everybody. People were crying, and there were manifestations. You know, when you're at a conference, it's like... It's like a pep rally for church. It's not the game. <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary, right? Everybody pays $200 to come and worship. So that's a, that's a weird collective of people. So people are experiencing the Lord, right? They came there to do that. But at the end, as this was happening, this big fancy preacher guy said, Hey, if you're not feeling anything right now, if nothing's happening right now with you, that's okay. And he said, I'm not feeling anything either. And I just thought, wow. Well, thanks, buddy. But what he was doing, what he was saying is that, you know, sometimes Jesus is healing one person. And all the other subjects in the picture are not in focus. They're kind of outside of focus. And he's not dealing with them or approaching them or healing them. And that's okay. You know, that God moves in the extraordinary ways and he moves in the ordinary ways. So even today, if you're not feeling anything, even if during worship or even in this moment, you're like, I don't get it. (laughs) That's okay because he's focusing on certain people. And then the other word I wanted to give you was um, uh, this word from uh, Peter where it says, um, Honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you, for a reason for the hope that is within you. Mm-hmm. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. I feel like today there's a few of you, I felt like one or two, that are called to be evangelists. What the, you know, he, uh, we were talking about stay in your lane. You know, what is your, what is your gig? What is the thing God's called you to do in the church? Uh, focus on that and don't worry so much about the other things. But I felt like for some of you, God has called you with gentleness and respect to share the love of Christ with others. And uh, as somebody from Georgia, when I come <laughs> to Cleveland where my family is, I feel like a, like, a, like a freak. I feel weird being up here because I live in a land of Christendom and Christianity and, you know, there's a Chick-fil-A everywhere and <laughs> <laughs> a Bible study on every corner. But when I come here, I, I sense... I feel like my ability to share the gospel or to speak the language of just, you know, the people of this land, you know, is, is hindered. And even my own family, like I'm just thinking, oh, my God, what would I do to have somebody with gentleness and respect share the gospel mm-hmm. with some of my family? So I just, I felt like for some of you today, God is stirring in you a call and gift of evangelism uh, just to share the love of Christ and I'd love to pray for you. Okay. So good, Mike. Thank you. Yeah. 
Cindy, everybody, hilarious. I didn't even say anything. Is it on? Is it on? Let me oh. see. If, yeah, you're good. Uh, so, Jesus pep rally. You were right on. <laughs> um, I'm not, I, I, I don't even know where to start. I went to this conference. I've been going to vineyard conferences for over 20 years, 25 years probably. And um, I have seen everything, I think, just a lot of stuff and heard a lot of stuff and great teachings and great worship and great ministry time. And um, for the last 10 years, I was part of a failed church plant that came out of this church. And when we came back, I've been trying so hard, so hard to find Jesus. And I just knew this was going to do it or that was going to do it. And so I'd pray more and I'd worship more. I'd learn to like the new pastor. And I, <laughs> you know, I, I just did everything. And we're still trying to figure that one out. I know I'm very difficult to love. But it, it's like, it's just been like, God, I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired, you know, trying to help with ministries and, and things just don't work out. And it's like, God, do you have your hand in this or not? Mm-hmm. And I was just getting tired and getting discouraged and just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. And literally, I went to this conference thinking, this is it. This is the last hurrah for me. Um, the last few conferences I've been to, um, they've literally, they felt like Amway meetings. Um, and I know now that that was what God had in my, that was what the enemy had done in my heart, that I couldn't get anything more out of it than everybody going, rah, rah, yay, Jesus, and let's get psyched up for next couple years, and then there'll be another one, and we'll do it for a couple more years. And it's like, no, this, I mean, God really, really did something at this conference. Yeah. It was like, you know what? He remembered me. He, he focused on me. He um, took the healing that he had done in my life years ago that has just kind of been settling. He reminded me, you know what? There is a war going on. There, there's God and there's Jesus and there's the Holy Spirit. But you know who else there is? There's the enemy. And he's knocked a lot of us off our feet over the years. And God has come in and swooped us up and loved on us and cared on us and been compassionate toward us and used people, whether it be the new pastor, which I'm telling you, it has in many occasions. He has blessed me. And so has that one back there. That one? Sorry. Uh, So, but what I'm saying is God used me in a way, I got mad this week. I got really angry. I got really angry with the enemy. I saw him do some miraculous stuff. Oh, God had me laughing for hours. When, whenever God tells you, whenever you think that something isn't real, you better watch out because that's when God's going to do it to you. Amen. I, was, I saw people that had been just overwhelmed with grief. I saw them have joy for just the Lord came on them with joy for hours and hours. And then I saw on the last day of the conference, the enemy snapped that. And I watched a person fight to even walk in that building to be blessed. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, this isn't happening. This is not happening on our watch. 
Satan, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Because Jesus is the one that's in charge here right now. That's right. And then I watched that person finally make it into the building and fall down some steps and hurt themselves pretty badly. And I thought, oh, what are you doing, Lord? What are you doing? The person gets up and says, oh, my gosh, I can't believe God actually used me to teach myself a lesson. Thank you, Lord. It was amazing. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, if you don't think that the Holy Spirit is, like, real, if you think this isn't for you, I would really love to pray for you. If you think that your time has come and gone, (laughs) I really want to pray. (laughs) All I've got to say is look out, world, because the 50s and olders, we're in it. With Come the on. 50s and youngers, we're all going to do this together. That's right. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So good. Aww. So good. Okay, for those of you who are at the... Con- yeah, we just need to do it. For those of you who are at the conference, would you guys come up and just kind of stand... So I just really feel like there would be kind of a moment. Let's just worship. You just worship. Yeah, any any one of those uh, stories? Uh, how, how Mike was saying, um, you know, like. Who, who is God focusing on right now? You know, we just want to follow him in this. In any of, in any of those words, whether it's like uh, for courage, for praying for other people, um, whatever, whatever it might be, just want to, we just want to welcome, welcome prayer. So we're just going to worship. And anytime during worship, why don't we stand? Let's just stand. Can you stand with us?